remember Twilight from 2005. Hi, everybody. Today, we are bringing you a really, really cool episode, and it's unlike anything we've ever done before. Today, we are releasing in this episode right here, right now, a collab episode, a collab episode, if you if you will. We have teamed up with Twilight Phase and Gender Forking, and we are bringing you the ultimate Midnight Sun episode. This episode is not too spoiler heavy, but there are some things about details throughout the entire book. And so if you haven't completely finished it, you should be okay. But if you want everything to be brand new, go ahead and come back to this after you've finished reading. But it is more of an overview reaction episode. To introduce you to these other two amazing podcasts, we first have Twilight Phase. This podcast has a total of three hosts, and they're all publishing insiders, and they, on their episodes, talk about just why everyone and they themselves are so obsessed with Twilight. And we also have Gender Forking, which are two now former grad students who are taking a feminist angle on the books. Without further ado, please, please, please stay tuned and enjoy our episode. So welcome, everybody, listeners, familiar and unfamiliar. First things first, we just want to like go around and all introduce ourselves a little bit more so that if any listeners, for whatever reason, don't listen to every single Twilight podcast under the sun, (laughs) they can get a sense of who they're listening to. So we're going to introduce ourselves and we're going to tag ourselves as something from Midnight Sun. So no characters allowed. Needs to be, you know, like a moment or a feeling, a concept from Midnight Sun Mm. that you can tag yourself as. Wait, I picked an item. Am I allowed to pick an item? Can I be an item? Yeah, you can be an item. Okay. Uh, And we're going to say how many years we think that Midnight Sun was worth waiting for. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump in. First, I'm like going through all my different post-its where I said, tag yourself. Oh, my name is Maya. Uh, I was just about to ask. Twilight Face. That's my name. Hi, Maya. Hi. This is my moment. Edward is obsessed with Bella like everybody else. And he says, oh, and like the girl's choice dance is coming up. And he's like really been fixating on it. He says, to think it had come to this. I was utterly fixated on the petty high school dramas that I'd once held so in contempt. Like the fact that Edward gets so freaking humbled in this moment. He thinks he's so much better than everybody else. And then he's just as bad. And that was me with Twilight because I remember middle school, this girl was obsessed with Twilight and I was like, that sounds stupid. And then I read it and I now have a podcast. Now now we're on a podcast. (laughs) Here we are. So that's me. And I would say we waited, what, like 12 years for Midnight Sun? I would have waited longer. Like, how many years? If it came out like 10 years from now, I probably still would have read I mean, it. So, indefinitely. I'm going to say 22 years for Midnight Sun. <laughs> <laughs> How specific. Who wants to go next? My name is Lori. I am from Gender Forking. The uh, moment item feeling that I picked from Midnight Sun was. The layer of snow that covers Edward when Tanya cannonballs into the <laughs> <Yes>! snow. 
I'm the layer of snow that he does not move <laughs> from on top of him. And he just likes um, to sit on himself. Yeah. And I think Midnight Sun was worth waiting for 27 years. <laughs> wow. I'm Sam. I'm also from Gender Forking. I think that I am most represented by Bella's multiple healed head contusions. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's cruel. And... <laughs> um, and I think, it, you know, I don't know how long it was worth to wait, but I'm really glad that I'm reading it as an adult. I don't think my brain could process it as a child. <laughs> um so i'm i'm gonna say at least 10 years all right hi my name is Marin, and i'm from remember twilight and i'm tagging myself as the the bite of pizza that edward yaks back up after lunch uh that's me i'm definitely that yacked up piece of pizza that edward ate at lunch um and you know i feel like i waited <laughs> for Midnight Sun for a thousand years and I'll wait for a thousand more. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to meet you all. (laughs) I'm Melissa. I'm from Twilight Phase and I am tagging myself as the tire of Bella's truck that Edward thinks she gets super emotional about. (laughs) Um, I'll just read the sentence. So she paused there, staring down with a strange expression on her face. It was tender, as if something about the tire was making her emotional. I'm the the emotional tire. Um, And I definitely needed at least 10 years. Uh, for this book because I was in a very anti-Twilight phase up until like mm. a year ago. So like mm-hmm. I needed I needed the rebound. Um but 10 plus indefinite. That's where I'm at. <laughs> uh I'm Olivia. I'm also from Twilight Phase. I'm going to tag myself as Jasper's watch that Alice uh, doesn't know that she needs and then runs through the whole future and then realizes that she needs a watch and then tells him in the past to give her his watch oh uh, and then it, it and then it dangles very fashionably from her fashionably dangles <laughs> I like that because I consider Olivia very practical and fashionable <laughs> so wow. that works wow. it's so kind that um, was very exciting to hear because I have no idea what you're talking about I haven't gotten there yet yeah I'm like <laughs> what could it mean <laughs> the watch is so good well when you get there <laughs> think of me Okay, um, I will. I'll be like, yes, Olivia, yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that I wish this book came out right after the series was done. And while I enjoyed it, I'm going to I'm gonna give it like a five years. I'm going to do it. I'm going to lowball it. Wow. That's fair. Cool. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Emily. I'm from Remember Twilight. And I am most identified with the pile of desk shavings that Edward has to scoot around on the floor with his foot because he just wants to kill Bella so much. Yeah. This is my favorite icebreaker that I've ever done in my life. When we go chapter by chapter, we should just keep doing this. 100%.
Also, I will say I would have waited all 80 odd years of Edward's immortal life for a nice son. <laughs> yeah, it really was worth that. every agonizing waking moment. <laughs> Which is just how his life was. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the way that this is going to work, we're going to share segments from each of our podcasts to um, kind of like frame our reactions to the book. Um, And we're starting with a segment that Twilight Phase does, which is called Best Sentence, Worst Sentence. Best Sentence, Worst Sentence. Um, And so each of us has chosen our favorite sentence of Midnight Sun from the chapters that we've read. So um, Sam and I have only read six chapters, but I think, I believe everyone else has finished the book. And then they've also chosen their worst, the worst sentence or their least favorite sentence. So. How are we going to do this? Are we going to each give our best and worst? Are we going to do all worst and then all best all best and then all worst <laughs> usually we try to keep it positive and go from worst to best <laughs> all right that's fair cool so should we all start with our worst sure yeah let's do that Everyone i gave myself it. so many options i know i i bookmarked a lot of really bad sentences <laughs> okay i will say that one of my worst options was the previously referenced Edward having to choke the pizza back up. (laughs) Um, This is why you needed options. I always wondered and I didn't think that that was the answer. (laughs) I'll pick that one. I'll read it. an entire episode on just that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll read it. The gob of food moved slowly and uncomfortably down my throat. I sighed as I thought of how I would have to choke it back up later. Disgusting, period. He's like resigned. He's like, well, guys, I'm doing this today. The gob of food. like a cat. (laughs) Yes, he is. I mean, he made it sound really unappetizing. So kudos, I guess. I love that he just didn't even know it was pizza. He just like grabbed (laughs) some food and ate it and was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> also weird because like vampire senses like everything is heightened. So why is taste not also heightened? Like yeah. why can't he taste the food but just right. not want it? Because it's he right, has a really good sense of smell. So like yeah. he can smell that oregano, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble believing that any high school is using or any kind of like spice on their pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. It's true. It's like this is high bread. Pizza ketchup and cheese <laughs> yeah just tomato paste just <laughs> okay i have my worst sentence and it was chosen not for the quality of the writing but because it makes no sense considering what we're told about this world and these characters so edward and alice were talking and edward is like I wish there were other futures like i should have left earlier and alice is like mm, nope let me tell you what would have happened if you had left earlier. They weren't pleasant things. At some point, if you hadn't come back when you did, if you'd never loved her, you would have come back for her anyway, to hunt her. <laughs> now, I am supposed to believe, as a reader, who at this point has read 308 pages about how much Edward loves Carlisle, that he... <laughs> would betray Carlisle by like coming back to hunt this human and also how could Alice see that if Edward doesn't actually make the decision to hunt her 
It doesn't make any sense. It goes against Edward's character and what we're told about how Alice's visions work, and it's really fucking dark. So that's my my worst sentence. Yeah, up the stakes. I have my worst sentence. I picked it because it's just truly a terrible sentence. Uh, (laughs) Basically, Edward has just heard Bella say his name, I think, for the first time, or she just said, I love you. So he's thinking about unrequited and requited love. And he says, she couldn't love me the way I loved her. Such an overpowering, all-consuming, crushing love would probably break her fragile body. (laughs) And I just hate every aspect of that sentence. He's just whole, like, love equals fragility or whatever that he's been doing the whole time. And like He calls her fragile, like, a hundred times. And you know what? She's just too fragile to have such all-consuming love that he has. It, it's also an Edward, what is it? An Edward exalt? He just, oh yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I just, it's a good one. Um, I can go next. This is, from my worst line, I chose a line that actually has stayed with me since I originally read the draft when I was like 13 or whatever. Yes. I knew it. I and knew I was like, this. I know. <laughs> like I just like I can't I feel like this did me damage as a young woman honestly (laughs) um it's from chapter six blood type and it's after Edward and Bella walk out of the nurse's office into the rain and Edward notices that she's like tilting her face up toward the rain and um I know exactly what you're about to say (laughs) yeah Um, He says, normal human girls wouldn't raise their faces to the drizzle that way. Normal human girls usually wore makeup, even here in this wet place. Bella never wore makeup, nor should she. The cosmetics industry made billions of dollars a year from women who were trying to attain skin like hers. (laughs) Dermatologists hate her. (laughs) (laughs) Huge cringe moment. Oh my god. I can't believe, I was like, is this still going to be in the book after all these years? And yep, yes. there it was. Just such a classic, she's not like other girls moment. Uh. It, it like really combines, she's not like other girls with like the male perspective on what women should be doing, totally. which like yeah. I'm not interested in hearing at any point. <laughs> what 17 year old has perfect skin? I'm mad. I know. <laughs> And, like, skin like hers, in this case, is, like, incredibly pale skin. Right. Which he, is he also describes skin. it as translucent yeah. all the time. Sounds yeah. bad. Yeah. I don't want Sounds unhealthy. <laughs> like a freaking jellyfish person. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can go. Um, mine is from page 57. It's shortly after the um, fateful incident where Tyler also almost kills Bella and Edward has just saved her but realizes that the car is coming back for one more try and he says in his narration a word I'd never said before in the presence of a lady slid between my clenched teeth which is an (laughs) extremely long way for Stephanie Meyer to get around saying the word fuck in this book (laughs) and I think it's cowardly She had to keep it clean. Just say it. <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
This is Emily. So I chose my worst sentence just as in the sentence that ruined me personally from yes. sadness. I'm going to keep it to one single line though, so hopefully it won't be too spoilery. And it goes like this. <laughs> it flashed dully in my hand for a moment, and then I pulverized it between my thumb and index finger and let the fragments of steel fall onto the remains of the camera. Oh. Emily! I'm sorry. <laughs> Emily, that the was worst. a candidate for best for me. Yeah. Because it's well, so emotional. It's so emotional, but I hate it because it <laughs> yes. made me cry. <laughs> Poor Edward. Um, my worst sentence is just Edward being mean, but also <laughs> a sentence that I just hate. Um, it's on page 71, and it's right after... Uh, Lori's scene where they're they she almost gets hit by the truck da 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 they're at the hospital they're talking afterwards and then you know he's like you think I lifted a van off of you blah 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 and then he goes my voice grew more mocking no what nobody will believe that you know oh, <laughs> I hate I know. that he's so mean yeah, he's so I know he's trying man. to be mean he's worried about his family <laughs> whatever I don't care it's too good at it yeah. <laughs> bad excuse <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so real. All right. All right. So best. back to bests. Yeah. Okay. My best sentence is one that I got really emotional about. And I just like, I was like, oh my God, I remember how invested I got into Twilight. And this is a moment that really brought it back for me. Um, also a moment where Bella says Edward's name for the first time mm -hmm. when he's stalking her. <laughs> you know, we'll just casually forget the the <laughs> the, context. Uh, the reason right the context for this best quote but uh bella has said edward's name and edward is so just like deeply affected by this that he equates it to drowning and he says when i surfaced i was not the same man i had been <gasps> Stunning. All she did was Stunning. murmur. <laughs> I remember reading that in like the draft that was leaked and changing as a person. <laughs> <laughs> and you were not the same person when you emerged. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> I'm just going to laugh about it. Um, I'll just try to read it. Okay. Mine goes like this. We probably looked ridiculous to the other passengers, especially Emmett, bulging out of a sweatshirt that was several sizes too small, or as though we were some kind of celebrities hiding behind our hoods and dark glasses. <laughs> I just picture Emmett in a crop top hoodie, and um, that's all I need. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think everything I about Emmett is the best part of this book. Yeah, it's true. absolutely. It's true. Emmett is the best part for sure. I he just know. really keeps it real the whole time. He does. And I, I want to read mine next because mine is also an Emmett <laughs> <laughs> moment. Like we didn't plan it. Mine is also an Emmett moment. Uh, I've read this line so many times because every time I read it, I have to be like, why? What is why is this happening and what is happening? But it, it brings me pure joy. Um, it's on page 30 and um, Edward comes back in and he's, he's looking pained and Emmett goes, you look sick, brother mine. <laughs> I just lost my mind. I was like, I understand that Emmett is an old man, 
But he's like, <laughs> why would anybody, why would anybody say, brother mine? <laughs> I like tried it with different voices and I was like, you know what? Emmett's a surfer. Like yes. he's like, hey, brother mine, you look sick. <laughs> Dude, brother mine. So I'd love brother mine. <laughs> That's my favorite. Surfing Emmett is like my new favorite headcanon. <laughs> yeah. I can go next. Mine is a Rosalie moment from chapter four. Um, and I feel like maybe we're all familiar with this wonderful line. These are her thoughts that she's thinking towards Edward. <laughs> Idiot, lunatic, moron, jackass, selfish, irresponsible fool. And that's my favorite. <laughs> he does really <laughs> capture him. We're all yeah. She has the audacity, and I love that. <laughs> Mine is I picked it because it's right after my first my favorite line of dialogue from Twilight, which is I decided as long as I was going to hell, I might as well do it early. <laughs> but immediately oh, yes. after he says that his like his internal narration is what had made me say that (laughs) which is exactly what I think whenever I hear him say it I'm like what why why did you say it and he doesn't know either (laughs) yeah he doesn't know I identify with him so much in that moment like there's so many times where I'm like why is your mouth open close it why are noises coming out stop One time my boss came out of his office to ask me a question about something that I had like a particular expertise in. It was a chess question. And my (laughs) brain was like, this is the answer. And my mouth said, oh no, actually this thing. I was like, mouth, why did you do that? So I got up and I went into his office and I was like, can I take one more look? I just want to, just want to be sure. And I was like, okay, this is my chance to fix it. And again, my mouth said the wrong thing as my brain was like, (laughs) no not that (laughs) I had to wait like two weeks for the manuscript to come back around and when it got to my desk I just like changed it to what was correct (laughs) (laughs) so I really identify with that my favorite thing about Edward is that it's usually when he says something like cool or like snappy or like sarcastic he's like wait why did I do that (laughs) there are quotable moments he has no explanation for Um, I'm going to go with something a little more serious. This is a part that brought me back to Stephanie's ability to like really heighten the tension and make something suspenseful out of, you know, everyday events almost. Um, This is Alice thinking at Edward ahead of um, the meadow. And obviously in this book, she just manages to like up the stakes of the meadow even more than we imagined was possible. And Alice says, take her to your meadow, Edward. And for me, and especially for you, bring her back again. Uh, which just felt very like fairy tale-ish and dramatic. And I thought it was like very prophetic Alice in a way that usually she's just like, I don't know, not so dramatic. (laughs) I also picked a more serious one, so I'm happy to go next. I often find myself picking like silly things for both best and worst, just like whatever (laughs) entertains me. But I thought that this was like actually just really, really successful writing. So this is at the end of the book when Edward is sucking the venom out of Bella. But I felt myself careening past the place where I could stop. 
I was losing myself. I was going to kill her, my body thrilling with joy the entire time. I found that so compelling and just like it perfectly captured Edward's struggle of this entire book of like, I want her blood so desperately, but also the thing that I want most is the thing that's going to destroy me. And I was like, this is awesome. Good job, Stephanie. <laughs> that's <Yeah. laughs> We almost didn't need 600 pages before that line. <laughs> Fair enough. It's almost as if that idea could be captured in a more succinct in way. In one line, which she did too. In editing, um, we call this emotional repetition. When it's like, okay, your character has made this point a lot of times and you can just trust your reader to get it so you don't mm, have to say it again. But Edward's whole thing is like spiraling into his emotions. So he has to repeat everything through the entire book. <laughs> he it's feels so really deeply, okay? <laughs> Was that everybody's sentences? I think so. Edward exults. Amazing. Okay, so next we're gonna do one of Remember Twilight's bits. Um, it's not quite a segment, but it's sort of, you guys come back to it a lot, which is called Bella Brags. This is when Bella sort of like low-key, I feel like it's often a humble brag, uh, like when she just like, you know, mentions that like, well, you know, I had already written this essay like three times, so it wasn't really that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have I captured the Bella Brax? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in honor of Midnight Sun, we are renaming this Edward Exalts. And this is our favorite moments of Edward talking about how great he is. I am going to go ahead and claim the best one for myself, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is when he's in the meadow and he's working very hard to multitask to convince himself that he is capable of not murdering Bella no matter what. And in order to do that, he just thinks through the most obscure things that he can think of, including, I thought through the songs I'd heard most rarely in my century of life, nothing common that I'd heard played more than once. Tunes I'd heard walking past the open door of a bar, discarded attempts by the music students writing their theater projects in the buildings adjacent to my college classroom. I mouthed through the verses quickly, noting all the reasons each was doomed to failure. <laughs> oh my gosh, Olivia, I have to backpack off of yours because yes. I chose the brag or yes. the Edward exult right before that that just tickled me so much. I had to immediately go tell Marin about it, even though we were like, we're not talking about Midnight Sun off the <laughs> podcast. I couldn't resist. And it's as Edward is thinking about all of the bugs that are yeah. in the meadow, and he's like, okay, there's currently 4,913 insects just in the meadow. And so then he calculates how many bugs are in the entire Olympic National Park, taking into account the elevation difference and how there would be less bugs at higher elevations. Oh my God. What? What? Edward! <laughs> I know that we're spoiling Sam and Lori like too much, but also no, I have perfect. to say I've never enjoyed it more. <laughs> I cannot believe that that is real. That's <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense because sure, he like remembers everything he's ever learned, but when would Edward become interested enough in bugs to look yeah. up how like elevation just count them? 
Oh, can hear their thoughts. He can just hear every bug. <laughs> he can hear every singular and bug. He, but it, it says he categorized them. So I thought the same thing. It was like, he doesn't magically just know the bugs. That means he learned all the bugs right. one time. That's true. That's by one sound time. alone. Maybe that's what he did when he went to the meadow alone all those times. Right. That's what just I was going to say. Bugs. How yeah. much time has he spent in that meadow? Those are all his friends. So yeah. <laughs> all named. It's like my 4,913 best bug friends. Oh my God. <laughs> And I sing to them every song I've ever heard while also thinking about why those songs are bad. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. I can go next. As I was flipping through, I found a lot of Edward Exult contenders. And then at the very end, I was like, no, this is the one. So this is while Bella is in the hospital. Edward is ruminating on God. And he says... <laughs> I'd always, right, I'd always instinctively known that there was no deity for my kind. It made no sense for immortals to have a god. We had taken ourselves out of any god's power. We created lives, and the only power strong enough to take them away again was another like us. Earthquakes couldn't crush us. Floods couldn't drown us. Fires were too slow to catch us. Sulfur and brimstone were irrelevant. We were the gods of our own alternate universe oh my God. inside the mortal world <laughs> but over it oh my god edward, edward. Oh my god. chill the fuck out <laughs> like like he's like god who is he <laughs> just because you can kill things you think like that's it i can kill things <laughs> he's like nothing can destroy us and i'm like well if you believe Okay, so a human can't destroy you. Can you create the heavens and the earth? No, <laughs> you can't. So perhaps you're not as powerful as God. Like, whether or not Edward believes in, like, God, God, which, as we know, Edward does believe, just, like, the logic makes no sense. It breaks down, and it's just Edward and his ego untouched. <laughs> oh, Run my God. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, I have mine ready. Uh, it's when Edward is waiting for Bella to finish up one of her human minutes. <laughs> She's like going to shower and he picks up a book that Bella said was one of her favorites and he's like, oh, I've never read that one. I'll read it right now. And she's gone for like five minutes, but it says like the bathroom door opened. I replaced the book, noting the page number 166 so I could return to it later. And I'm like, <laughs> we, do we really need to know that you read 166 <laughs> pages in five minutes? I was like, you could have just said that you hadn't finished it and you put it back on the shelf. But he was like, but wait, I'm on page 166, everyone. Just FYI, I read that very quickly. He takes every possible opportunity to tell us, by the way, I'm very special. Like, <laughs> I'm good at a lot of things. I'm very fast. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love these Edward exalts. And I, uh, speaking of him being very fast, one that I chose that I just <laughs> adored was because he like, he, he doesn't only like, make himself out to be a god but he also makes himself out to be like an elf from lord of the rings <laughs> so he's like he's in denali but he's like i'm gonna go home and tanya gets up and runs away and he lays there for a minute and he's like well guess i gotta go and he stands up and he goes 
I raced across the starlit snowfield, leaving no footprints. <laughs> what? Very Legolas. <laughs> leaving no footprints. He's just Legolas. He's just, just a cat. flying across. <laughs> he can walk on water. Edward There's Brown. also a part where he mentions that he's heavier than he looks. Which That's means what I was about to say. So fast. Oh my God. So <laughs> I really want to know if vampires are supposed to be able to break the sound barrier. <laughs> We've talked we about this. We don't before. have an answer like, to it. The math doesn't work out. Listen, we asked Stephanie and she did not have an answer for it. What me. did she I say? I asked her to her face and I was like, how fast are vampires? And also how fast is Edward? Because I keep doing calculations, trying to figure out how fast yes! he can go. And I'm like somewhere in the like 300 range right now, based on what I have, but she wouldn't tell me. <gasps> She's keeping Whoa. it in her heart. Wow. <laughs> she will not share. Yes. yes. Everybody who doesn't know, uh, remember Twilight literally talked to literally Stephanie Martin. So <laughs> I literally. cannot believe. Yeah. <laughs> if you come away with nothing else, go listen to that. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saving it. We don't know what happened. No comment? Come on, guys. Come on. No comment. No. <laughs> go listen to the episode. It was, I don't know how, why, when, or where it happened. I just have to push my bangs down. I can't think about it. it was... <laughs> Listeners, go back and listen to every single one of their episodes until you get to it. Yeah. <laughs> I can go next. Mine is from page 102. It's when all the boys are asking Bella to the girls' choice dance, which is a whole other level of annoying. Um, but Edward is watching Tyler uh, ask <laughs> Bella to the dance, and he is saying he seemed tediously average and unremarkable to me, but what did I know of Bella's preferences? Maybe she liked average boys. I could never be an average boy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like of all the things he has to brag about himself like being extremely fast running along the snow etc being god he's also <laughs> i will never be like tyler <laughs> oh that's a good one i'm gonna take it all the way back to page one because oh. i feel like <laughs> the power move this just encapsulates so much of what we've read so far um, for what we've recorded so far is just Edward has this complex, obviously, and he just thinks that he's better than everyone else. But literally on page one, he says he's listening to everyone's thoughts. Several hundred of these voices I ignored out of boredom. When it came to the human mind, I'd heard it all before and then some. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> what does Edward think about that is so much more special and different than other people? <laughs> it seems like it would make you, you know, feel more for humanity. Like, wow, we're all just, you know, the same, just worrying about ourselves and our families. Yeah. yeah. No. no. Not at all. <laughs> I almost picked that as my tag yourself because I too <laughs> am like, I am different when in reality <laughs> I am the same as everyone else <laughs> oh yeah it's definitely hugely relatable yeah, absolutely <laughs> but we'll still drag him for it tinder game love at first bite 
So next up, we have our Tinder game, which is called Love at First Bite. And this is a game invented by Gender Forking. And every time they do an episode, they create a fake Tinder profile for one of the characters. And the other person has to guess whose profile it is. So each of the three podcasts have created their own. Me and Marin are going to go first. And then at the very end, I guess we'll all say who we think it is. So genius. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so okay. excited. I know this was so much fun to make. We like, <laughs> just died laughing. All right. So you're on the phone and you're just scrolling through <laughs> and this picture comes up, right? Right. It's beautiful. It's like at a lake. Yeah. And there's this really nice looking middle-aged man and he's holding a fish, just a fish picture. It's, a, <laughs> it's like it's a fish pit. decent fish size. Like, you know, nothing too show offy, but it's not like a little fish. I mean, I know nobody's... <laughs> Nobody's asking for fish pics, but you got your fish pick. And then you're like, okay, fine. You scroll. Oh, there he is with his daughter. She's probably 10 in this picture. She's really cute. He's got a little girl. Uh, you you go to the next pick and what is it? It's just kind of like a semi-grainy photo of a mountain. Not right near me. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to the fourth picture and it's definitely 100% a cropped wedding picture of him. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. So your takeaway though is that the mustache never changes. <laughs> All right, so you decide, is this where you swipe? So then yeah, you click into the profile, you okay. wanna read a little bit more. So you, you find out that he's a straight man. He's from Forks, Washington, born and bred. He's 56 years old. His favorite song is The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Definitely, I'm going to swipe on this guy so far. <laughs> okay, let's read his description. Perfect. Uh, he starts out with, I do my best thinking on the lake. <laughs> Nothing better than a beer and some fresh fish fry with the ones you love. Being a dad is my true joy. Oh. Proud to serve my city. Mustache included. <laughs> I'm swiping. This is the only fish pick I will ever swipe right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh, that was so good. The oh, most was... accurate Charlie I've ever. Yay! Heard. Yeah, the Nailed it. <laughs> that was well so done. good. <laughs> the cropped wedding photo. <laughs> We're not subtle in our love of the chief. <laughs> that was great. It was very well put together. I feel like maybe he had a little bit of help with his description. Maybe. It's like maybe Charlie would be like, I like to. Fish. Oh, yeah. We were saying that Jacob Black wrote it for him. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. yes. yes. Oh, yeah. But Jacob Black was like, Charlie, we got to get you on this site. Oh, I love that. Yes. Wow. Do we all have to say if we're going to swipe right or left on Charlie? Now? I thought we were going to do dating game style at the end. Um, oh, which what? of the three that we would swipe. Okay. Ooh. Sam and I um, made three that we <gasps> did kind of in the style of a dating game. So we can do that one last. And okay. yes. Oh, perfect. Okay, obviously, swipe right on Charlie. Yeah, swipe right, yeah, everybody. Absolutely. Cool. I would love to be Bella's stepmom. <laughs> I don't know. I do have a fish I have a whole fish policy, so I think I might have to swipe <laughs> left on Charlie. Okay, that's fair. I might see the opening fish pick and be like, meh. <laughs> I might do it if I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> to see where it goes, you know? Right. 
This is making me like wonder how different Twilight would be if there was like a stepmom in the picture from day one because I feel like Bella would not be flying under the radar with all this like vampire dating as much. Right. Super true. Imagine if you were dating Charlie and you were just like getting the updates from his life like oh how exciting my daughter's coming to stay and then like okay so my daughter has a boyfriend this is cool this is cool I'm gonna play cool and then like my daughter got upset and she moved back to Phoenix and almost died. And then it's like, she's back. And a summer later, she's dumped and it's like catatonic. And Charlie's like, I don't know what to do. And has, as the girlfriend, you're like, I have no idea how to support this man. <laughs> he's going through something different. You probably break up with him because he's in love with Carlisle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not even subtle about it. Nope. Right. No. You guys presented yours so well. I know. We didn't come up with a presentation. We're going to try it. Okay. I think we should each take a photo. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do your best description of it. Okay. So I'm going to start with an opener photo. This is this person on a beach? Uh, you can clearly see like the nice like lens flare sun behind them. But like mostly <laughs> it's like a body shot. Like you can tell that they look great on the beach. Yeah. Oh my god. Is it worth mentioning that it's definitely a bikini shot? It's yeah. definitely a bikini shot. It's okay. definitely a bikini shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um you're you're intrigued. You you love a good beach. So you <laughs> go to the next photo and it's a girl in a really ginormous football jersey, it's the Seattle Seahawks. It's the Seattle Seahawks. And she's not wearing any pants. So it's just like a really big jersey <laughs> basically as a shirt and nothing else. It's essentially a dress. <laughs> <laughs> then the next photo is so she's like in sportswear, like got some camouflage on. <laughs> she's out in the woods and she's just like holding a really sporty gun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the last photo is just her with a bunch of puppies. <laughs> Versatility. <laughs> her bio is like just looking for someone to eat pizza at home with, even though in her photo, she's very clearly like not typically at home. Uh, And then right beneath that, it says, I don't message first. And then it's like the little kiss emoji. Wow. (laughs) That's it. That's her whole Tinder. That's her whole Tinder. Okay. Okay. Best of luck. I mean, my heart says that this might be Jessica. That's That's where I'm at too. Me too. I 100% thought Jessica. But I don't know. I'm getting, it could be a different human girl. It could be Lauren. They are basically the same person. (laughs) I feel like Lauren would have a gun. (laughs) Do you want to cast official votes or should we just say it? We're just going to say it. Just say it. Out loud. Out loud. Say it. (laughs) It's Lauren. Lauren. Oh my God. (laughs) Beautiful job. Oh my God. We were thinking the puppies were to, like, humanize her a little. (laughs) That's why I was leaning towards Jessica. (laughs) That was really good. I would not want to date Lauren. No. Yeah, swipe left. (laughs) Nope. I don't know. I think based on the profile, though, like, you don't know that she's a monster. (laughs) It's the gun pick (laughs) for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you're right. It's no for me. So, so far we have a fish pick and a gun pick. Yeah, yep. we know what we're doing. Forks, Forks Tinder. is really a rural <laughs> neck area. Forks Tinder. Wow. Okay, 
we're gonna do this in a little bit of a bachelor one two and three style situation yeah but also like a little bit of a profile with them yes (laughs) they all have songs damn so this is really i mean it's gonna be pretty obvious but Mm -hmm. this is like love at first bite sadie hawkins edition (laughs) great so bachelor number one is an exceptionally average guy looking to snag Forks's shiny new toy. And his profile song is Closer by the Chainsmokers. (laughs) Bachelor number two. I might accidentally hit you with my car, but prom. (laughs) And his song is Crash Into Me by Dave Matthews. Bachelor number three is looking for a Comic-Con date to wear matching cosplay with, and the song is Fireflies by Owl City. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh. So, if you were going to the Girls' Choice dance, who would you either ask or allow to ask you? <laughs> They're all so terrible, but I feel like I would go with contestant number two because at least they have a sense of humor. <laughs> Okay, my choice would 100% be contestant number three. I'm always into a cosplay Comic-Con date. I agree. Bachelor number three, for sure, I'll take the nerd first. (laughs) Um, I will have to second that, third that. Bachelor number three, all the way. I unironically listen to Al City to this day. (laughs) So I think we would have a lot in common. Wow. I mean, I know who I would pick based on who I think they are, but if I'm going <laughs> with their descriptions, like, I think I would pick Bachelor number one. You know, like, he Ooh, just knows what he was, and I like that song, <laughs> we can get down to it. I'd be like, yeah, I'm that person that you're looking for. <laughs> okay, so Melissa is Jessica in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Lori and Sam, I want to know who you guys would pick. Yeah. I think I would honestly pick contestant number two. I would, yeah, I was going to say that I think I would trauma bond with Tyler. Yeah. (laughs) Is it Dave Matthews or is it the trauma bonding? It's both. (laughs) Listen, Comic-Con is great, but that song will make me Mm. murder someone, so. (laughs) I do feel like if this was, like, if Edward weren't in the situation, Tyler is the one that she ends up with because he almost murders her. Forget Jacob. And, like, Edward just does it more dramatically and more times and more personally. But, like, the meat cute of almost having his van smash into her, like, that could work. Yeah, yeah. That, that like yeah. emergency room, right? Yeah, connection. Exactly, exactly. Having to get over the fact that Charlie will always hate him a little bit for that. Like, yeah. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but if Edward's not in it, she dies. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. She doesn't make it through that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. she jumps on top of the hood. I don't know. <laughs> An adrenaline rush. If she hadn't been so distracted by Edward, maybe she would have gone out of the way. Yeah. I was thinking of making his bio something like, just lost my license and I need a ride. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Make my cheeks hurt from the smile. (laughs) That's it. Hope you like it. Guys, that's all we have. (laughs) That's the greatest game. 
Uh, does anybody have any last words about Midnight Sun that they just have to share? I'm just glad my baby came home to me. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah, it felt like, I don't know. I just had so much fun being like, oh, my friends are back. Yeah, like, here that they was Emily are. too. And we learned so much new stuff. Yeah, I was like, finally, I get to hang out with my best friend, Edward yeah. Cullen. It's been too long. Yes. <laughs> I miss him. We're like still reading up to the point where we've read this all before a few years ago in the draft. And so we're just like careening through trying to get to the new fun, exciting stuff. So I'm super excited. Can't wait till you get to the bugs. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot. This, was, this has been so great because I've loved like getting to read the quotes that Stephanie was putting on the website and being like, oh my God, when is that going to come in? And that this just has felt like an extension of that, but like even more obscure because it's about books. <laughs> mm-hmm. Imagine if that was the quote she put on her website first and everyone was like, <laughs> it's, on uh, the <laughs> it's on the book jacket. Canceling their pre-orders. <laughs> I would have bought 20 more copies. <laughs> <laughs> then we would only have 30 sitting around the house. <laughs> Sam and Lori, as you guys keep reading and reacting, I hope that you'll keep our group chat alive because I really <laughs> want to hear what you think when you get to all the new stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There's some gems. I'm so, I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think by the time this episode comes out, we will have one or two uh, of our first episodes of our third season of our podcast, which is all about Midnight Sun. Um, we are painstakingly reading slowly as we go and not reading ahead of each week, which is why we've only read six chapters. <laughs> and yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're doing. And, uh, what else are we doing? We just finished doing our whole season on Twilight. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we're, we're diving back into this storyline for the third time. Third time. <laughs> yeah. Around. Y'all did, uh, life and death first, right? You did a whole yeah. season. Yeah. We did life and death first. Ooh, were we gonna were we gonna talk about uh, who wins in a fight between Twilight <gasps> or Midnight Sun or Life and Death? Oh my God, yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think by sheer size, Midnight Sun uh, Midnight has Sun to win. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that my like flimsy little uh, like paperback Life and Death copy would be able to take this big chonker of a book. <laughs> I, think yeah, that, I couldn't even read Life and Death, so uh, <laughs> I, I think, think I might give it to Life and Death. I feel like it was, um, I don't know, I, they're so unique. But in some ways, Life and Death felt like a very unique read, even though it was so close totally. to Twilight. I don't yeah, know. I'm going to do a spoiler for Life and Death. So if you don't want to hear it, everybody close your ears. But I think Life and Death completely wins because Bo straight up dies and that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so cool to kill, kill your main character. I love that. So yeah. I thought it was awesome. So Life and Death wins. I'm sorry, Midnight Sun. I love you. <laughs> Midnight Sun will always and forever be my number one. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, Edward Cullen, as like a murderous little emo boy, could pretty much take anything in his path. And I don't think that, like, just like if I was going head to head protagonist, I think Boast One, who like his favorite shirt is like, <laughs> what is it? What's his favorite shirt? Monty Python. He can't, he, I'm surprised his plane didn't crash on the way to Fort. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like I'm going to choose Midnight Sun as the winner of this fight just out of loyalty to my past <laughs> self that waited Aww. so long for this book but never asked or thought about life and death. Um, mm. And I didn't even read Life and Death when it came out. I only read it because <laughs> yeah, we, we did a special it. episode on it. Yeah. Well, um, we at Twilight Phase are finishing up our second season. Um, we're reading New Moon. Uh, we timed it so well. We finished Midnight Sun and now we're immediately going into Bella trying to save Edward in Italy as he attempts to kill himself. Oh so my God. It's, it's been a very is, right? interesting transition. It was, yeah. it was the perfect jump. Um, so we'll finish New Moon very quickly and then we'll be going individually through Midnight Sun. Nice. Yeah, we did sort of an overview reaction episode of Midnight Sun that's already up, but then we're going to jump into the chapter by chapter. Nitty good fall. Eventually, we're going to get to Eclipse, but at this point, it feels like it's going to be in like two years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Midnight Sun is going to take a while. <laughs> so on Remember Twilight, we have a lot going on, so yeah. I'm going to try to Our concisely yeah. tell you. It's so, it's, it's very busy. <laughs> so as of the recording of this episode here, we have released a single episode of Midnight Sun, and we will continue to release those weekly on Fridays. We were already midway through Eclipse. So that is continuing to be released every Sunday. And we also just released our interview with Stephanie Meyer. So that is out and available if you'd like to go listen. Ah! Wild thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was wild. It was very unexpected and very fun. <laughs> I can't believe, I mean, yeah, Stephanie Meyer, but I can't believe that you you have two episodes a week coming out. Oh, it takes me know. so many yeah. hours of my life to create Cross. one episode. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... We it was... barely do one. Yeah, <laughs> there are three of, of us sharing the load, and we're like, oh, one's our limit. When we do a bonus episode, we're like... Yeah, you edit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all I do. Yeah, I love the dedication. But it's like a job, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks for listening, listeners. We love you guys. We love yeah. you. We love yeah. you. Yeah. Go uh, check out hope... these other podcasts. Yeah, yeah. we hope yes. you have lots of listening to do. All right, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. So to remind you, you can find Twilight Phase at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram. And they're also on Tumblr, twilightphasepodcast.tumblr.com. They're also on Patreon, Twilight Phase Podcast. And then if you are looking to get in touch with gender forking, you can find them at gender forking on Twitter and Instagram. Shoot them a message at bowlingshirtbellas at gmail.com. Tumblr is also bowlingshirtbellas.tumblr.com. And they too have a Patreon under gender forking. And I will link all of their tags in the show notes of this episode. Bye. Bye.